We've got all the right in the world on our side. And there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And that Bunker Hill, that was Americans. And that Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, that was Americans. And that Iwo Jima raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And that Porkchop Hill, that was Americans. Quezon, that was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, Freedom will survive. Not only survive, but thrive. So, guys, it's time to put on our packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us, for all those generations that's going to come behind. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now, he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, how's it going? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, welcome to Cut the Crap. As you know, CRAP is an acronym, and it stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics. Take a look at this. What is a state national? You've been hearing about that before. Uh, it's been, there's been a lot of talk online of what is a state national. Look, most people right now believe our country's in deep peril and everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but there are options. Even I have been reticent to many things, but there are many patriots out there fighting on this front, on that bloody front line, making sure we understand what our rights are and what we can do. One of them is my friend, Ann Vanderstil. Ann, how you doing? Welcome to the program. Oh, Jovan, I love your intro. It's so fun. I, mean, it's, I feel like it just adds so much value to the show, especially that beautiful rendition of our of our national anthem. I love that band. I'm gonna Isn't that beautiful? That. Yeah, that's um, so Dave Bray. He's an absolute fantastic patriot. I had him on uh, a few episodes ago. Music with a mission. And Phenomenal. Part of this, I just want to rile people up and remember them. Remember who the hell we are. So that's why we're doing this program, Ann. You that's and right. I have talked about this a lot. You have been a very dedicated bass drum beat <laughs> on yeah. the state national thing. So I want to unpack it. We're just going to take the time to unpack it. There's a lot of confusion out there. Some people are talking about states succeeding and states breaking in half and constitutional convention, this and all this other stuff. Let's just declutter it and let's talk about what is really doable. First, two things. Before we get into it, give me your take of Arizona. What a hot mess. What a hot mess. In fact, uh, you know, as I've been saying, and I just had Michelle Swinnick on my show earlier today, 
Arizona falling really is just a, a dagger in the heart for the rest of the country. It's really, I mean, we, we can't let that happen. We can't let the McKenzian mafia yet win again. And the cancer and the stench of it all is still there. And it's as if, you know, if they can't let Arizona, the bad guys got to have Arizona because of the borders. They have so much going on with human trafficking and the cartel and the drugs and the fentanyl. But, you know, the good guys have got to take Arizona back, not only for all those bad reasons, but more importantly, we have to take it back because we have to reconstitute the Republic of Arizona. And we have an opportunity, frankly, Carrie Lake is sitting in the driver's seat right now. She was voted in overwhelmingly by the people of Arizona. They know it. We know it. The difference in votes from the Treasury in the Treasury uh, office alone shows you just by how right. many more votes. Right. So uh, there's so many examples of the fraud. It's unbelievable. Again, she could actually say, fine, I'm going to run for the Republic of Arizona and I'm going to run for the unincorporated state of Arizona and take it out of the corporation. And I'm going to be the governor for the people who want to be truly free. She could do that. This is happening right now in our country. There is discussions of this. It's happening in Texas. There's discussions of it in Missouri, in California, in Florida. It is starting to permeate all over the country that people are waking up to the fact that the corporation really is a nice word for fascism at this point because of these public-private partnerships. And people don't want to be a party to fascism. We have seen how that historically has ended, and none of it's ever good. And we're witnessing it right now, Jovan, as we're coming through the laundromat of COVID, but listening to what the goons over at the G20 are talking about with this Bali leadership declaration, the March 9th executive order 14067, and the, and the cryptocurrency, the dig, central bank digital currency, everything that they're talking about doing, they're executing. And right. the war marches on. And so the people around the world are frankly waking up to the fact that we have natural born rights given to us by God. We are all children of God, our one true creator, as Dr. Zelenko used to refer to that, the late great Dr. Zev. So, you know, it's we are we've been the nation that set that example or so we thought all these years. But what we've learned now, Jovan, is our history has been a narrative. It's not, in fact, the truth of what and who and what our who our country is and what we've become. So um, let's, un, 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 let's unpack, unpack this. Yeah, yeah, it's let's unpack it because we now know we're, when we think of our states and we think of what going on going on, we keep on hearing this word corporation. And then we hear about ourselves. Well, you're not really an individual. You're an owned asset, a corporation. And then there is we're a republic. We're supposed to be. We think we're supposed to be. But it seems to be all a sham. Can we take this one step at a time for people who've heard nothing about this and explain the differences and go through it? Sure. So, all right, because it is it is a lot to unpack. But, um, you know, let's just take it back to when we first came to this country. When we when we first came here to declare our independence, you know, we were given land patents for the first time. We were leaving a British system of feudalism behind where, you know, you were either a lord or a land baron and you actually had land rights. But still, the king owned everything. But depending on your stature, you had the flexibility to have that land and pass it on through generations of your family so long as you stayed in favor with the king. But because you sat on that land, you had to provide some kind of good or services, whether services, whether it was services to the crown or the family, or you were just providing food. But there was some payment that was made. That was feudalism. When we came here to start a new country, people actually got land grants. They could actually own property, lock, stock, and barrel. They owned it themselves. They didn't have to pay taxes to anybody. It was theirs. They finally owned something. And today we know that not to be the case, right? You own your house, you pay off your mortgage, your death pledge, but if you don't pay your property taxes, the government comes and takes it away. So it's still a feudalistic system. So you're really not free in, in the sense of what true freedom is like we had back 250 years ago. Right. Um, so we go through this revolutionary war, right? We decide we were going to declare our independence from Great Britain. We have to take loans out. The 13 colonies take loans out. We, we owe France about 6 million levers, or we'll call it dollars, right? To make it simple. We owe them about 6 million bucks after the war. And um, we're, we we've, you know have this debt finance going on, but we're still now coasting along. We think we're safe. We think we're good. We're electing our public servants because I lived, say, if I lived 250 years ago and I lived in Virginia, I was part of the Commonwealth of Virginia or 
the new state to be. Um, if you lived in New York, you were part of that state. You were a citizen of that state, okay? You were not a citizen of the United States because we were still a union at that time. We weren't even 50 states at that point. We were a union. So we're trying to get legs underneath us and we're starting to recognize, you know, we really can't sustain a, a foreign threat like that. So we better organize ourselves, right? Well, this debt starts to come due and um, the British aren't done with us yet, right? The War of 1812 happens. So we've got that to contend with. More debt goes on. Then we roll into the Civil War. Now, why did the Civil War, Jovan, in your opinion, start? Do you know the answer? Commerce. That would be my thing. Commerce control of the dollar because the South was where all the money was generated. The North wasn't, and they needed to shift the balance. Am I right? Well, that's part of it, but okay. it's, it's deeper than that. It has everything to do with the fact there was debt from the previous two wars and the North, um, you know, who was really the, the you know, the, the Union versus the Confederacy, right? The Union of States said, hey, guys, I know you weren't part of the Revolutionary War uh, because you guys weren't around mm -hmm. back then, but this debt's due and we need you to ante up and pay the debt. And the South was like, uh, no, <laughs> we're not. We didn't. Well, that wasn't our problem. North's like, well, if you want to be part of this union. So that, in fact, is what started okay. the war. OK, that was the real genesis of okay. it. Freeing the slaves Makes was sense. not necessarily just part of that war in the commerce. It was a byproduct. But I'm going to tell you how they got used, like like our minority population in this country, which is quickly becoming the majority population, really has been used by politicians over and over again to make something sound like you're doing them a favor or doing something good for them. when in fact, you're using them. It's more political propaganda. So um, Lincoln, why was he assassinated, Jovan? Well, I'm trying to figure out how I answer this. I know I would probably uh, get it wrong, but I would have always thought the people that uh, didn't want all of their wealth being transferred, taking and everything else were rebelling. Well, you'd be you, you were pretty close on that in the terms of it's about it was about money. But Lincoln, like like JFK actually wanted to get off the federal bank. He wanted to get off into, he wanted to get off the private banking. He wanted to create its, you know, treasury money of the people, people, you know, people's money. And of course the bankers couldn't have that. So they took them out. So again, it's always coming back to money. It's the international banking cabal, it's financing, it's ginning up wars. It's a military industrial complex as small as it was back then. We now know how big it is today. Right. So, we went from electing our public officials all the way through until 1868, post the Civil War. And once we got through the other side of the Civil War, um, the the Union said to the South, "Listen, we're going to uh, we're going to pass and ratify the 14th Amendment, which will make all of us United States citizens." Well, that had that that was like a shot heard around the world again because two states who were very uh, vociferous or vocal about it, I should say, New Jersey and Ohio, stood up and said, "Wait a minute, we don't want to be part of the United States. We're New Jersey. We elect our public servants in New Jersey." Ohio said the same thing. We don't need to uh, change who we are to be part of something else. We're agreeing to finance, well, you know, uh, money for our common defense, but we don't need to be a part of that. We just want to finance it. We'll we'll pay our fair share, so to speak. No, no, no. If you want to be part of the union and have protection, you will do this. They fought and fought and fought. Well, frankly, their state legislatures, most of them got replaced under threats and duress. So New Jersey and Ohio ratified. Sound familiar? <laughs> yes. Sound familiar? Like what's going on in Maricopa and Cochise County and Arizona. So under duress, they ratified the 14th Amendment, thereby stripping our state sovereignty and making us all U.S. citizens in 1868. Now, fast forward three more years. In 1871, we had big things happen. That 10 square miles called the United States, which was supposed to be funded for the common defense of all the Union of States, incorporates. That's very same year. Do you know what else formed in 1871? The bar, the British accredited registry. Who is why why do why do we set up corporations, Jovan? You're, you're a single guy. You have a company. I'm sure you to have to protect ourselves from people trying to attach to what we have mm -hmm. and to create additional assets under that corporate umbrella for trading. Exactly. And so therefore, when you get sued, can they come after you personally, Jovan? No, it's to protect you, to, to put that shield in front of you can only go to the corporation that can't get through to you. Okay. So now you've incorporated your government 
by the way, not only have they incorporated the United States, but every single state in which we live, the all capital name state of Florida, state of Georgia, state of Texas, it's all caps, state of Arizona, they're all incorporated. And so the public servants, which is a joke because they're not public at all, they are corporate employees, all work for the corporation. Do you ever wonder why you can't remove somebody easily from office and charge them with treason? They work for the corporation. I was going to say, and, because they work for the corporation and the corporation has to decide that. Exactly. And they get protections from the corporation. That's the whole reason you incorporate. It's that liability shield. And we've been hearing a lot about liability shield with respect to COVID and the emergency use authorizations. The fact that the CDC grants the EUA, or excuse me, the FDA grants the EUA for these uh, pharmaceutical companies and the cozy relationships the big pharmaceutical corporations have with the for-profit corporations of the government agencies, which are unelected bureaucrats. Remember, these are people like Fauci that get appointed. Um, uh, Michelle Walensky gets appointed. Uh, these, All of these agencies, Health and Human Services, all of these agencies, they're appointed unelected bureaucrats that are placed in these positions that have cozy relationships with private corporations, those public-private partnerships. So this is this is the bigger story about how people need to look through the lens and see clearly what is going on so when you start to understand that your state's incorporated your county's incorporated and people that are in those positions in the board of supervisors or, or county commissioner or state legislature or whatever it is u.s representative u.s senator they are all corporate employees they are actually not public servants so what happened to all those public servants well in 1871 after we were incorporated, after the bar, states started to incorporate themselves. And when you were an elected official working for the state of Texas, for instance, you now became a corporate employee, a de facto government employee, which means a fake employee. You're not really. The de jure government was what you used to have before you became incorporated and you became a de facto government with de facto fake posing employees pretending to be public servants. So what has happened, Jovan, is we've actually, our, 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 our country has abandoned the offices that were of the de jure real republics of the states, whatever state it was, those de jure offices were abandoned to go and work for the corporation. So those offices are still actually all available to be filled. And that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're seeing happen right now with this Brunson case, which is a pro se case going before the Supreme Court. Now, remember, the Supreme Court is the court of uh, the common law court. It's the highest court of the land. So now let me take us back to law, because this is where it's going to get very interesting. One quick question. Oh, connect one thing for me. The bar being set at the same time in 1871, I believe you say, was the bar set up specifically just to execute all this corporation stuff? Absolutely. And is that why it's British done? Because it was kind of covert and moving us off and away from land? Exactly. Another form of shielding. Another form of shielding. So by the when you are, that's um, exactly where I'm going right now. So great segue. Thank you for that. So the original law of the land. The I mean, I should say the original law comes from the Bible. It's biblical. In Genesis one twenty six, God gave man dominion over the earth, the land, the air, and the water. I'm paraphrasing clearly, but land, air, water. L A W. Land is your common law. Common law court. Air is your ecclesiastical and trust law. Water is admiralty or law of commerce, right? So now that you understand that God gave his dominion, man, over all of that, man stands on land, okay? Man doesn't stand in water. We sink. So when you go into a court of commerce, an admiralty court, a court with an American flag and yellow fringe, you are being treated as not a, not a free man or free woman. You're being treated as a fictional corporate entity. What do I mean by that? Well, when in, in 1907, the birth certificate uh, was actually created. And every man and woman born from 1907 on, and even the ones that were alive then, they back de facto or went backwards and created them, um, created a fictional entity of yourself along with when they brought out social security number a number of years later. That created your all caps name, your fictional corporate entity of yourself, a straw man of yourself. You're still alive, but the government doesn't recognize you, Jovan. It recognizes your all caps name and your social security number, which is like a corporation's all caps name and their EIN number. It's the same thing. Right. So you get treated as a as a straw man of yourself in the and you're when you walk into a admiralty court, uh, which is an Article One court, which are everywhere in this in this country. 
you need an attorney, a paid actor to represent you. So that attorney is speaking for you. And the reason you have an attorney to represent you is because you're dead. You're a fictional dead entity. You can't speak. So you have somebody paid to represent you. Again, this goes back to the bar and the creation of these Article One courts and how they have silenced you. This censorship goes way back to, to back to the beginning of back to 1871 when all this was created. So this was all about how they can control you through the corporation and render your God-given rights as a free man and strip them away by making you a corporate citizen in 1871, along with your all caps fictional name, um, so that you no longer have uh, God-given rights, but you've now exchanged them as a U.S. citizen for the for the actual privilege to be a U.S. citizen. So you exchanged your right to elect for the privilege of voting. Your right to elect your public servant for the privilege of, of voting for your slave master. Because in fact, now you're a municipal uh, servant or a citizen, which is a municipal servant to the corporation. This is the, this has been the um, juris and diction word salad that people have never fully understood. And it's starting to come out now. And it's really exciting because people are waking up very quickly when they understand the semantics, like Bill Clinton said, it depends on what the definition of is, is, well, it does. He it, knew. You, you know what this makes clear for me in what? all this battling we're doing in Arizona and attorneys refuse to take the case. What we find behind it is this T65 thing they set up to go attack attorneys through the bar and telling them if you take anything to do with election integrity, we're going to disbar you because they got everybody to think they have to have a bar and they can't practice without it. And it will say you can't practice it. And that's the extortion they're doing right now. You'll be disbarred. If you take anything in to do with election, they have a whole threat going on for attorneys. So uh, what else did we witness what happened recently during COVID? We would pull your medical license if you prescribed hydroxychloroquine, right? Your big medical license. You have to have a medical license. Well, you know what, Jovan? I, might, I get a lot of my best medical advice from my friends who said, oh, I've taken this or that, or this is the supplement of the herb I take when I have this or that. And I don't go to a doctor for half the stuff. In fact, the doctors I see now are integrated nutrition, nutritional uh, doctors. They do practice integrative medicine. They've stepped away from the big pharmaceutical cabal because we're now understanding the pharmaceuticals not only are poisoning us, but they've made you a renewable annuity for you to have to constantly re-up your meds every single month to whatever expense that is. So this is all about corporate fraud and control and fascism. And it's disguised to make it look like, well, we have this regulatory agency to protect the little people from big government and this agency and this nonprofit. It's all a, it's just all a corporate game. It's been not it's been a nonstop corporate game. And we, the people, have not been wiser until now. We're starting to really wake up and understand it, which is why I say to all of us in the United States, you know, free people belong in the law of the land. The Supreme Court is your court. It is the highest court is the law of the land. And that is where we need to play. But what they've done to us, Javon, is they've stripped us of all of our Article Three uh, law, the common law courts, the law of the land, and they've replaced them with Article One courts. And the reason they did that is because we replaced ourselves with fictional entities, cor corporate fiction entities with our social security number and our all caps name through the birth certificate process. So that's why they've gotten rid of all the common law courts, except for the Supreme. Uh, Texas does have one, by the way, Texas has stood up a new article three court, but we need to reconstitute all of those and then take these cases that you're working diligently on and present them pro se. You don't even need an attorney for that. It's evidence. In fact, let's go back just a bit. Um, has there been any time in history other than right now with all of us waking up because 2020, as bad as it was, was a gift for all of us because yes. we're finally seeing the truth. So we've been blessed with a gift to see this going on. We're the first generation of humans that can really see how bad the system is, see we're controlled, see it's all a game. Has there been any other time in history where people started to push back on this? When was that? Has there been any? Push back to this extent uh, over a course of history. I've heard of this quotes folklore. I've heard that you know the Act of 1871. In fact, one of my dad's dearest friends is one of the world's leading constitutional legal experts. Uh, I'm not going to put his name on blast because he's a lovely man, but he's also a bar card carrying attorney. And so when I asked him about this about three years ago, he scoffed at the whole thing. That sounds like a CIA psyop. Well. I can tell you, Mr. So-and-so, it's not. I've done 
hundreds of hours of research as other people have. We've got probably millions of hours of research between all the people that have embarked on this process. And it is backed up with state, uh, excuse me, Supreme Court case law, federal court case law, circuit court case law, all kinds of cases back up this entire process for which we're going through in terms of the definition difference between a U.S. citizen and a state national. Uh, Jovan, I don't, oh, I do have it. In fact, um, I actually went ahead and got my U.S. passport. Uh, let's see here. So I don't give myself totally away. I got my U.S. passport, in fact, which actually is, recognizes me by the United States government as an American state national. I filled out the United States passport, the Department of State's DS-11 form. Anybody who wants a passport fills out their DS-11. Most people check off U.S. citizen. I did not. And as evidence of my status, of having corrected my status from a U.S. citizen back to what I consider a retrolutionary status, back to what we organically were when we came here, is I'm a state national. I'm a state national in the state of Florida. And I'm an American, which is what our country was founded as, the republic. We're America, the republic, an idea, an experiment. Uh, and we were a union of states. We were never supposed to be a corporation conglomerate with a one centralized nation state government, you know, that sweeps us all up. You know, it's interesting because I not too long ago had to redo my passport and you think you're automatically supposed to choose that because you're an American citizen. That's right. So the, the option was just don't check it. No, I, I no, exactly. I did not check it. I did not check it. And so when There's I nothing got, else you check that says, screw you, I'm a state national. You just don't check it. Correct. It says U.S. citizen, yes or no. I said no. And so to support that, I gave them my freedom bundle. And there is a process that you actually uh, actually fill out some paperwork. But, you know, for those people that are going to see this, Jovan, and go, oh, I'm going to email her right now. I, I just want the paperwork. You know what? It's not it's not like that. You've got to put you've got to you've got to dig in. This is how we got ourselves into this problem, Jovan, because we were good students in school. I'm sure you were an A, stu a plus student. I was an AB with an occasional C student. But for the most part, I was a good student. I studied and I, I did well. I took my, my stuff seriously. Um, we studied history. I used to ace every single history test because I memorized that stuff. And that's what you did. There was no logic to history. It was memorize the facts and dates. Well, what we're learning now, just like all the textbooks, all the wokeism, is they've twisted the facts and date not dates, but the facts around to fit the narrative that they wanted us to believe. They gave us enough to believe we're America, we're free and all this, which is great, but it's not great because it wasn't actually the truth of everything that's happened. The so, idea of that we're really free in a republic, I'm hearing you say it's bullshit. It's it's bullshit, Jovan. We're not free and we're not a republic. Oh my God, if anybody thinks we're a republic now, I don't know where you've been. You've been living in the garbage can, but we are not a republic. Clearly we're not a republic right now, but we're not free. I mean, we're not free. How many, I mean, do you have your Twitter account still? I'm, I don't have half my social media. I just got out of jail with DHS. I can, I used to not be able to fly easily. I finally got that, but that's because they had to recognize my status too, as a state national. Um, they finally had to, they can't treat me like that anymore because I have what's considered diplomatic immunity on at some level that I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm, their code statutes, regulations, and ordinances don't apply to me anymore. They cannot do what they've been doing to me. Now, if I go through TSA and have guns and whatever, well, that's a, a clear violation. But what they were doing to me was badgering me because I was their municipal servant. I'm not anymore. They can't do that to me. Tell us about this transformation. Let's still go through the mechanism of doing it. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, it's right. complicated. Just about what are you divesting yourself from? What is the cause and effect? What are what are the things you're walking away from? Okay, well, let's see. What am, <laughs> what am I divesting myself from? Uh, I'm, divest, I'm divesting myself from the fact that, uh, you know, as an American state national, as a free woman standing on the on the land, um, I am no longer a party to corrupt organizations that are foreign in nature. There are corrupt foreign organizations like the IRS. I no longer um, have a relationship with the IRS. In fact, I filled out after I received my freedom bundled back. I filed my paperwork and I, and I recorded everything in their court of law here. Um, I took that information and along with an IRS form 56 from irs.gov. It's their own form 56. And I, I, it's the fiduciary relationship that one has with the IRS. And I explained, and I'm actually, I wish I, I don't think I can do any screen sharing. Can I? Uh, I, I think I can. I, you know what? I think I can now allow you to do a screen share. Let me make sure. Um, I think you can do it. Right, do you see the button on the bottom? 
Yeah. Let me just see if I can pull my form 56 up here first. Though, That'd be because, awesome. Yeah, because I think people need to see this. Where did it go? I just had it. Uh, here it is. Okay. Now, let me see if I can do screen share. Let's see. Uh, present. Is that what I got to hit? I would think so. Yes. Okay. Share screen. Okay. I'm sharing your screen. That's not what I want. Chrome tab. No window. Probably Chrome tab. You go to the right side yep. and you'll click. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, uh, let me see if it allows me to do it here. Chrome has not lost permission to capture your screen. Well, that's okay. I'll no, just no, no, no. Send, send it to me an email. I'll do it. I'll do it up. You, you, you hit a filter though. Something changed. It, you, all your clothes disappeared. Okay. I, how do I undo this? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so funny, Joe. Oh God, you cracked me up. You really Go ahead and drop in an email. I'll, I'll pop it in here if you're okay with that. Yeah, Otherwise, that's fine. It's, it's a redacted form 56. So I'm sending it to you right now with no subject. Okay. I'm just sending okay. it to you right now. But it's, this is essentially it. So this is the notice concerning your fiduciary relationship with the IRS. Yep. And you will see that um, you have to identify yourself. So I've identified my relationship with the IRS was established based on my social security number and my all caps name. So you'll see in the part one of the identification, my all caps name, and that's my vessel that they created for me. Um, okay, stand by. Here I go. And you know, to redact it, one, I'm going to show this, folks. Hold on. Yeah. I, it was very funny. You were looking to turn off that filter button, but that's great. I, <laughs> I didn't actually process what you were saying. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? Boom. Okay, there we go. You got it? Okay, cool. So as you can see, um, that is my name as the, uh, as the government had me issued when I got my birth certificate. You get an all caps name on your birth certificate, which should be reflected on your driver's license, et cetera. That's your vessel, right? That's okay. your straw man. Okay. Then the um, decedent social security number, because I retired it, that would be my social security number or anybody's for that matter. Right. Then you put in your address um, okay. and that's how the government addresses you. And right. you're all cap city, all cap state, et cetera, et cetera. The government uses everything in all caps. Okay. Okay. Now I'm the fiduciary. I'm the executor of this vessel, right? So I have now corrected my status as a living woman and I've spelled my name appropriately with upper and lower case. Right. I have my care of rural route address because right. I don't identify uh, with the government issue address labeling system, nor do I identify with their zip codes because if you're in a zip code, that means you're part of a federal territory. Wow. So you might write um, near and then you would put brackets around a zip code because you can say I'm near this federal territory, but I'm not going to classify myself as in it. And so now, how do you, do you you actually have a way to find your own rural route code that's different than what no, you might No, have? it's just care of rural route and then just one, two, three, Main Street. Got it. You know, that's what it is. Got it. So, okay. Okay. Um, now, what authority do I have to do this? Well, Genesis, I told you in the beginning of the show, Genesis, uh, the Bible is our original law book, right? God right. told us he's giving us dominion over the land, the air, the water, the law. So those, those passages right there is what gives me the authority to tell the IRS, I have retired that vessel. I am the fiduciary and the executor of that vessel. So, and I'm asking you to, if you look at the entire, um, if you could scroll, to, yeah, there you go. Right there, it says DOB. Right. To line 2B. It right. says, by, um, if you check this, enter the date of appointment, taking office or assignment or transfer of assets. So I'm asking the IRS, hey, you're going to recognize this back to the day I was born, which technically should trigger right. a refund. But to be very clear, and I say this all the time, I didn't do any of this for any promise of big money or a big IRS check. I'm doing this based on the principle that in 1868, they screwed us. Right. And they tricked us. And in 1871, right. they incorporated and enslaved us. And right. so we have been corporate debt slaves. And we everybody knows the story about the Federal Reserve in 1913. We've been corporate debt slaves for a long time. And this is how they did it. So now I'm going in and I'm undoing it. And the next thing that you want to tell people, because free people only pay tariffs and sales tax. Free people. And there's no law in the IRS thousands and thousands of pages of, 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 you know, in their, in their rule book or whatever you want to call it. There's nothing in there that says there's a law that says free people pay taxes. There just isn't. So I told the IRS, I no longer, I'm going to gift you this income tax. I'm a, I will pay my tariffs and sales tax because if I'm doing business in other States, there's sales tax, et cetera. Right. Um, then it says under your federal tax number, 
I just check any of none that may apply. Now go to the next page. Let's see here. Okay. Total revocation or termination. I am checking right here. It says, check this box if you are revoking or terminating all prior notices concerning fiduciary relationships on file. So with the IRS for the same tax matters and years or periods covered by this notice concerning fiduciary relationship. You must check that box because I'm telling them I should be classified going back to the date I was born as tax exempt foreign estate or trust stat 26 USC 7701 A31. So this is telling the IRS, I was never a U.S. citizen. I'm considered foreign to them because I am not a U.S. citizen. So that is what you're, and you're saying, I, and this is again, going back to my date of birth. Um, last, Isn't it kind of ironic? Yeah. They kind of allow all these illegals to come in and don't worry about it. You mean the illegal aliens? Yeah. Oh, yeah because the taxpayers are going to fund it. And if, you know what, let's be clear, Javon, you and I both know taxpayers aren't funding it. We're funding the usury fees of the money they're printing. We're funding the interest. We're not fun. Our taxes don't cover nearly all the stuff the government spends money on. That's impossible. They just print, 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 print. We foot the bill for the interest rates, the usury fees, which is wow. another illegal activity. This okay, is another, so the whole banking cabal is just completely corrupt. And that's about it on the form. And that's about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, we could get technical with how you sign your name and all that, but we're not. For okay. this no, we don't need to do there. So now that you've done this. Let me just ask you a question. Don't you piss off the 87,000 armed IRS agents? Oh, I hope I do. I hope I do. Well, what happens? Well, you know, here's the thing. Just like all the people who had their doors kicked in from January 6th for a misdemeanor of going inside the Capitol. Um, and for those who didn't do anything wrong, but under the suspicion of being there, at the, you know, and being mistaken identity, believe me, I've interviewed people who had mistaken identity that had nothing to do with J6, but the FBI kicked their doors in and stole their constitutions and a few other things up in Alaska. Um, and they happened to, they became state nationals after that. They said, the heck with this, the FBI could kick my door in too. And they could say, you know, say they have a warrant. Well, their warrant, I know how it needs to be filled out. So they probably, and they don't even have a charter. So they're not even a legitimate standing organization. They have nothing to do with what our, 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 our true constitution of the law of the land has in terms of how we are to be uh, enforced lawfully. So, but they can still haul me away. That's called kidnapping. So just like the TSA was continually hassing me and having me removed off planes, and I went, you know, ballistic on a on a live stream one day and just let the world know, and it went viral. It finally made its way up to whoever had me on their super secret squirrel list, and they took me off, and it stopped. And I think probably they finally looked it up and realized, whoops, she's not even a U.S. citizen. We can't bully her like this. So. I don't fear any of these people. I never did, but I really don't now. Doesn't mean they're not going to do something to me, but it, I'm going to always stand my ground come hell or high water. And that's just how I'm wired. This isn't for everybody, Jovan. It's not for everybody because it does come with challenges. They will try to drag you back into the, into the water. They'll try to pull you back into admiralty law and pull you back into your all caps name and strip you back into the U.S. citizen role so they can continue to manage you, tax you, and all this stuff. If you look at the tax code, only... Uh, U.S. citizens pay taxes. Well, the, originally only U.S. citizens were supposed to be in Washington, D.C. That's why they started the zip codes, because by putting federal territories all over the country in zip codes, everybody became a U.S. citizen as well. That's another way they layered it on there. So. So, OK. Uh, can you get a driver's license? Can you. Uh, what happens with your passport? What happens when you want to open a bank account? Call so. Account. I'm so glad you asked. So on the back of the passport, right? On the right. back of my card, can you see where it says valid for domestic air travel? Yep. International land and sea travel between the US, Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean and Bermuda. Right. Not valid for international air travel. My passport right. book, I have a book, is for the others, you know, flying around the world. But where it says valid for international land, land, land. I am no longer driving a car or driving a motor vehicle, which is statutory language as described by the Department of Motor Vehicles for every state. I am traveling in my personal automobile. This is my travel card. In fact, it's so efficient. I went last time I was at Reawaken, I rented a car with my passport. I didn't show them a driver's license. This is what I used to rent a car and a credit card. Now, how do you engage with how do you continue to take yourself out of the system? Because it's not just, oh, I filled out my freedom bundle. They stamped it. I got my passport. I'm a state national. 
There's a lot of ways they continually to try to engage and contract with you. They're always try- the government is going to always try to contract with you. Voting is a is a privilege of the United States government. It's a 14th Amendment privilege. Remember, we were electing public officials before 1868, were we not? Yep. We were. We were so voting. the fact the fact that we were electing, electing was yep. a thing. We were still electing who we wanted to represent us. We were doing this. Right. Now uh, there was a point when you had to own land in order to elect people. You had to have skin in the game to say, this is my my turf and I want to make standing. it. You're standing. Yep. Right. You're standing. That was your standing. Thank you so much for for bringing it back to that language. So we let that go. And, and, and now today, anybody can come. Now we have people coming across the border. They get their green card and they vote. It's like incredible. It shouldn't be that way. But that being said, I now need to remove myself out of the voter rolls. So I'm going to cleanse myself out of the voter rolls and I'm, I'm changing my status to that of an elector. And believe it or not, electors have more voting uh, weight than voters. So uh, I'm going to be a sit. I'm going to be an elector voter versus a citizen voter. And that is a process, just like not using your driver's license is a process and going to the passport. You have to continually remove yourself out of how you contract with the federal government. So banking is another great. Do you, do you revoke your driver's license? What do you do? Well, I just ha- I'm not renewing it. Well, now what I have done is I've already taken my automobiles and I, you know, I own like my kids have cars or whatever, but they're all in my name with shared title responsibility to my kids. Um, I've actually changed the titles because they were all registered with the state of Florida Department of Motor Vehicles. I've now removed the their their titles from the state of Florida and they are now what's called a manufacturer's certificate of origin title. So they are no longer registered with the state of Florida. So when the license expires on my car, the the uh, t- you know the tag when the yeah. tag expires, I'm no longer going to re-up that tag. In fact, I could remove that tag right now and go and get an American state national tag. I just haven't done it, Jovan. You know. So how there is something as an, a license plate, American sta- yeah. state national. Yeah. Yeah. So I just haven't done it yet. Now again, you're going to see there's law enforcement is starting to wake up to this because more and more people are doing it. I'm I'm under the impression or understanding I should say that there's 10 million American state nationals in the country. When I embarked on this journey back in January of 2021, I just came back from January 6th. I was in DC for three weeks. I watched the whole thing from J3 to J20, and I was like, our country's done. We, we I, this is unbelievable. And I came back, and a very good friend of mine, Bobby Lawrence, called me and said. Uh, and he ran for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania in 2018, and um, he let he left the campaign. He was up against Lou Barada for by 10 points. He was really up 10 points. You can go fact check all that. He quit and became a on this journey to become a state national. Doug Mastriano, same thing on the journey to be a state national. In fact, had he won in Pennsylvania, where there was another massive case of fraud, we all know that. Uh, a Trump candidate getting us getting a shellacking after a state flip for Trump in 20. 16. And then we all know what happened in 2020. Doug, Doug won, but he was going to restore land patents in Pennsylvania. Think about that, what that meant to the property tax department. There was no way they could let that guy win. They had to, the corporation had to come in and, and say, Nope, we're going to take that from you. So, um, where I was going with all this, Jovan, I get sidetracked here. That's okay. We were talking, we were talking about banking and do you turn over your driver's license? Oh yeah. Banking. So with banking, um, again, what one of the things that we're witnessing happen right now, we're seeing parallel economies develop, right? Social media, parallel economies, new media, parallel economies, banking their sovereign banks. Dr. Eric Naputi has got a great sovereign bank. I'm going to probably start moving my stuff over there because I'm still got a little bit of Bank of America, a lot of the credit union. But I what just is a, what does a sovereign bank mean? Meaning it's not part of the corporation of the of the banking corporate. It's not part of the okay. banking cartel, right? It's, it's okay. outside that Federal Reserve um, banking cartel, uh, central bank, bank, you know, Bank of International Settlements. It's sovereign. It means it's not connected to that stuff, but it's well funded. Okay. So a lot of people like people moving into gold and silver where it's not regulated by the federal government. You know, people are turning their IRAs, their 401ks and their cash and equities into gold and silver because that is the Constitution will tell you is the only sound money. So as we go through this great reset, which we're watching happen. I mean, look, BRICS, Putin is the president of BRICS. He is kicking our butts, not you and me. He's kicking the international banking cabal that runs you and me, the Federal Reserve's butts, the the EU banking system, the ECB, all of it is getting their, you know, what's handed to them because they don't have sound money. They've been living off, you know, printing fake money 
and charging their citizen usury fees, interest on this stuff. And the, the jig's up. The, it's inflation is skyrocketing, goods and services. They're killing the, uh, they're killing the environment. They're you know, destroying their energy and their food supplies. And the natives are getting restless. And we're starting to see the uprisings worldwide. I think Europe is going to probably wait till the spring because it's going to be too cold. But who knows? It could get so bad they go to the streets in the middle of winter because it's it's cold. It's warmer outside bound, around people than it is inside in their apartments. Who knows? Right. But uh, we are witnessing some great stuff. And people are recognizing this is all a corporate construct. It's all a corporate fraud. And we, the people, have been duped. And the Americans, I hope, will wake up sooner than later because if we go, then it's off to the races. The rest of the the rest of the world will absolutely come in behind us. Because all all countries are like this. They've all done this trick. Yeah. Well, so, no, they have. So um, the Canadians, I spoke with them not too long ago. The indigenous people up there are know their rights as the as the sovereigns of that land, and they are coming together. Our indigenous already know this. That's why our Indians have sovereign nations, you know, like in Arizona, Oklahoma, Florida, whatever, they have their own sovereign nations. So it's the same thing. We have our own sovereign states and our own sovereign governments inside that have just been vacated. So think of us like Indians. Think of like an Indian reservation in the state of Florida is a sovereign nation. All those republic, those uh, sovereign, excuse me, all those republic seats, all those republic seats in the state of Florida, the ones that were unincorporated, all the original uh, seats of public service have been vacated. They are still there to be inhabited. We can elect people to go and sit in those seats and represent we the people. So why not, since we're running a parallel economy of social media and new media and banking and food and everything else that we're standing up, why not run a, run a parallel government of we the people? Why not? What have we got to lose at this point? Those people aren't working for us. They're working for the corporation. True. So let's bring this back home now. As we wrap here, we're talking, you, you mentioned Carrie Lakes in a beautiful position. Yeah. Bring it home with that. What would this oh, look like? Gosh, I mean, does she not have the goodwill of the people behind her or not? Do you think she won that, that election fair and square? Hands down. Hands down. Okay. So if Carrie Lake was to say, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Arizona, um, I don't recognize what Katie Hobbs is doing. She should have recused herself. I don't recognize what the corporation of Maricopa County, Cochise County, Pima County, et cetera, et cetera. Those board of electors have all abandoned their oath to the Arizona constitution, which represents we, the people, they are illegitimate. So how about we form our own government and stop recognizing them? I think this, I think Arizona would just go kaboom in a good way. They would all come running together because they don't right now, Arizonans don't have a plan. They don't know what to do. You know, last weekend when you had uh, Joe Altman there, God bless him for going out there and, and, and standing there and, and trying to really rally people. Michelle Swinnick has done an amazing job. Another person, there's been people out there that have been key to try and organize, you know, when Wendy Rogers being uh, as supportive, why not give them a plan of action? I think the people of Arizona would adapt it. And the Carrie Lake, could just boom. I mean, you don't, you're not telling me someone's not going to give her an office and set her up and go, we're going to start organizing ourselves. You'll find out who the constitutional sheriffs are really quickly. You'll find out who the constitutional public servants are that are in elected uh, selected seats right now that are going, you know what? I don't want to work for the corporation. I'm going to come work for the people over here and I'm going to work with Carrie Lake. To provide. How did the people start doing that? And wouldn't the system want to fight back and trigger a civil war? Oh, of course. Just like they fought back on J6 and tried to trigger a, trigger a civil war. They used false flags. Of course they're going to do that. Jovan, we're never going to get away from that until we stand up to it. So if we continue to work in their system, if we walk into a casino, the house always wins. We are right. walking into the corporate casino of the federal government, of the state of Arizona, of the state of Florida, and they always win. The system is rigged. They will steal. They will cheat. They will lie. And they, will, they, they don't care. They don't care. So the only restitution we have is to alter or abolish and form our own government. Our own founding fathers used that language 250 years ago. It doesn't have to be a bloody civil war. It doesn't have to be a bloody war at all. I submit to you, though, they've already made it bloody. I mean, the vaccines, the poison death shots, the, um, you know, the uh, way they treated uh, Rosemary Boyland, um, Ashley. Um, oh, my God, I just brain farted. Babbitt. Abbott, thank you. Yeah, yeah. They've they've already killed people. Look at what's going on with the J six prisoners. They, they this the ATF has murdered people. Operation Fast and Furious. The federal government has waged war on the free people of the United States here in this country and worldwide for decades. This is not anything new. Why do we continue to take it? 
if we are going to stand up and speak out about it, then let's organize and do something about it. Let's not just sit back and go, oh my God, they're doing it to us again. I'm so sick of talking about burning fires. I can't stand it anymore. I'm like, no, we're going to organize and we're going to do something and we're going to organize for ourselves. And it starts like General Flynn says, local action has national impact. Make sure your house is in order, get to your neighbors and start to figure out how we can organize. Because I tell you what, the, the, the problems with food and things, they are coming. So if you are not organizing out co-op of growing food and all these kinds of things and energy, you're going to have problems, but it's up to us. We're always very resilient, but let's not wait for it to happen. Let's be proactive. We've let a lot happen so far. So now it's time to act and proactively organize ourselves and stop paying attention to them. I just wouldn't even give them a pay, time of day anymore. They're irrelevant in my turn, in my view. It's fascinating because I, I, I one, I, I didn't know all this. It's, it's much clearer now. If this was to happen in mass, because you're always going to have the system, Right. And then you're going to have uh, people out of the system. It's like you're going to have people vaxxed and not vaxxed or mask wearers, not mask wearers. What does this look like? How does this operate? Is it something that coexists or one goes down? What is it? So I look at it like this. I think the mask not wearers is a very simple way to see it. And it's an oversimplification. And I completely appreciate that because right now the corporations um, uh, are, are rule the world. Okay. So, if I need to fly somewhere, I'm still submitting to the corporation, right? I've got to go through TSA and I've got to fly by their rules. Now, of course, I'm not going to do something stupid to, you know, create a plane crash or make passengers uncomfortable. It's called common courtesy to fellow right. man. Right. But we, it's not going to be an easy journey. That's a fact. This isn't going to be a light switch. We flip it on and, oh, we're all free. No, it's not like that at all. It's how do you unwind out of this corporate bureaucracy, this corporate fascism that we find ourselves? First of all, you've got to have, you've got to start your own government. Now you've got to figure out how do I want to interact? It's sort of like um, it's sort of like Romeo and Juliet. Warring families have been at each other for a long time, but you know it's killing each. We're killing each other. We're not winning anything. We're killing each other. Eventually, the, one of the sides is going to say, "I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore." And you're going to go and do your other thing. You're going to go do right. something else. Well, this other side is going to start to die in the vine because you know what? At the end of the day, Jovan, like you know this with the economics and what you're doing with your business. There's more of us than there are of them. So if we stop engaging with these corporations, if we set up our own parallel economies, uh, you know, like make woke go broke, we're doing right. all these things. The main corporations, they start to die in the vine and profits are not looking good these days. I don't care what they tell you. I don't care what kind of rigging Larry Fink does at BlackRock to prop Wall Street up. That's all another corporate facade because the Dow Jones is only 30 companies. It's not indicative. Right. It's really happening in real America. Real America, small corporations, mom and pop companies are dying because they can't keep up with these regulations and this corporate stifling and the mandates. But if we work together and stop ignoring those people like we're doing with Make Woke Grow Broke, you can stand up a parallel economy. And that next 10 years, it'll be bumpy in the beginning, but it will start to smooth out. But if we don't do it now, we are leaving a you-know-what show for the, our future, for our kids and our grandkids. And, and frankly, like I said, I don't do this for the money. I'm doing it because I have principles and I personally cannot stomach the fact that my children and my grandchildren are going to live in a country of communism. I, if, I, if that was the case, I'd move to where there's bananas and communists and whatever. I'd go live in the tropics and, and not worry about it. But that's not what we're here to do. Very enlightening. I truly appreciate you being willing to come do this and break this down. I know it's a personal passion and you have dug, 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 dug to understand this and you're helping people understand it. This has just been awesome. This has been very enlightening, even for me Good uh, to get it. And I just want to say, I truly, truly thank you for doing it. Oh my gosh, Jovan, for you, anything, you're just such a warrior. I, I got to tell you, I adore what you do. I adore you. You're a phenomenal man and what a great dad. And you just, thank you. Thank you for thank being you. an awesome human and an American. You really are just spectacular. Thank you very, very much, folks. I, I, I just appreciate that, and you saying that for everybody. Wow. Thank you very much. So, folks, there you go. Look, I mean, this is a phenomenal uh, issue. How interesting, right? And how enlightening, but it makes perfect common sense to realize when you think about it, we have given up our freedoms. We have, we have hobbled ourselves. We have possibly lived an illusion. And if one thing comes out of this 2020 mess, which seems to be duplicating itself 2022, is we're awakened now. We're awakening to that things may not be what we thought. 
this even makes me rethink how we share, you know, Dave Bray and our lovely Star Spangled Banner rocking out going, wow, even that pride. We have pride in a dream that they sold us the dream and it's what we were, but during the process, they took our dream. And during the process, they changed who we are. No wonder we have children that are boys that want to be girls and girls that want to be boys or they want to be a furry rock one day. No freaking wonder. And the worst part about it is they did it with their own money. And they did it with their own complicity. I hope you enjoyed the program. This is one of those programs, folks. I am begging you, please share it. Talk about it. This is a digital war. You have to fight this war with that one finger of yours, and you must share. You must activate. You must talk about it. This is a discussion that all of us need to be willing to have. This is something that deals with, do we even survive this? What are we going to be in the future? What are our kids going to have? What are our grandkids going to have? Maybe it's not leaving them the America we grew up in. Maybe it's cleaning it all up and bringing them into the America we always were and we are truly meant to get back to. I love you all. Take care.
most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. <laughs>